Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue where we started in the Simen, Simen Yer Aleph, La Askil Chabina, in the Holy Letters, the Yeres HaKodesh of the Alter Rebbe. And we were talking yesterday as a Hagdama about the idea of time. That there's this idea, we said that part of the Laskil Chabina, part of the Agdama to, to the enlightenment, part of the idea of enlightenment that the Alter Rebbe is going to give in this letter to enlighten you with understanding is to understand very deeply the idea of time and to understand very deeply the essence of all suffering. And so we spoke yesterday about the idea of Yom Kippur, which Yom Kippur, on some fascinating level, gives us a deep insight into time. And we'll go a little deep into it to understand to really understand the essence of suffering and the essence of a meaningful life and the essence of time. But like everything, you really can only understand it from its opposite. You only can know what light is through darkness. Once you have darkness, you could say that is light. But if you never had darkness, you would never be able to say that is light. Because you're looking at light, but you don't know what it is. So really, you could only learn something from its darkness. So maybe to discover what really time is, the idea of time, or the idea of joy, or the idea of a life living, a life properly lived, could only be discovered from the opposite. The life really lived is only you could discover it from a petty life. Let's see what a petty life is. True peace and joy could only come about from seeing what is true suffering. To live in the now, to, to live with now, we have to understand what does it mean not to live with now. To fully live, what does it mean not to live? So we really must discover what is the essence of Yom Kippur, what is the essence of life. We must discover it from the opposite. So what happens on Yom Kippur? If we could go deep into what happens on Yom Kippur, then we can go deep a little bit into understanding what is the depth of life. Because you can only understand something from its opposite. You can only know what light is from discovering darkness. Because if you lived in a life that had only light, only sunlight all day, you would never say that that's light because you wouldn't know what means darkness. So what happens in Kippur? From an observational sense, what happens is on Yom Kippur, your time is up. Your year comes to an end. You put on a kittel either because it's tachrichim, even if you're putting on a kittel because you're but at the end of the day, this is judgment day. Your time is up. Now, a person who really believes his time is up, he, what does he say right away? I should have lived my life differently. I should have 
What should you have done differently? What should you have done? You came Yom Kippur. It says in Shechon Arach, it's like you're... It says that it's like you're in front of the... The noose is around your neck. And then once Yom Tif is over, once you're, you're given a new judgment, it's like they took away the... They were ready to chop off your head and they gave you new life. So a person who comes really in Yom Kippur, he's fully aware, what's really going on in Yom Kippur? He says, I should have lived life differently. If a person really lived life differently, what does it mean that they lived life differently? If a person knew if, that today is the last time they would hug their child, how would they put them to bed that night? But nobody asked this question because everything continues, everything just goes on. If a person would think that this is the last time they're gonna see their child, then something would be very entirely different. So in essence, what happens every Yom Kippur is a person is forced to ask this question. When you come face to face with death, no one likes to talk about death because they say, especially in Divrei Chassidus, it's, it's Divrei Musar. Chassidus is all love, it's all happiness. But how could you ever discover what means life if you're never faced with death? How could you never, ever, how could you ever live a full life if you don't know what means death? A person who has unlimited amount of days, why should he ever be fully present? Why should he ever be fully alive? So in order to really know what life is, you need to know what really death is. And in order to really know what suffering is, you need to know what the opposite of suffering is. And you also need to discover what is real suffering. Why? What, what, what makes a person suffer? So, a person comes in Yom Kippur and they realize that the quality of their life wasn't the way they wanted it to be. Because they lived a year that they weren't fully present. They weren't fully doing what they're doing. So if a person thinks about this concept very deeply in Yom Kippur, he resolves to be completely awake, completely attentive to his life and to the meaning of his life. And then after Yom Kippur, if he really makes a real change, he's going to have tremendous attention, tremendous clarity of his purpose of his life, of his focus of his life. And his year will be entirely different. So if he comes to Yom Kippur and he sees that, wow, I should have done it, what does it mean I should have? You can't do nothing different now. The I should have of Yom Kippur is not the idea that you're going to go back in time. It's the sensitivity that you're going to have now. Because if it's too late, if it's too late, it's too late. There's that story about the lady in the Holocaust that she screamed at her brother 
And it was the last time she ever saw her brother. She screamed at him about some petty thing about slippers, about shoes or slippers. It was the last time she ever saw her brother. She resolved never again to talk negative. I think she lived 80, 90 years. She lived, she never said a negative word, another negative word to a person. She lived the whole life not saying anything negative. Why? Because the last time she spoke to her brother, she said something negative. You understand? From the negative that came out the last time, she squandered that last moment. She wanted to recreate that moment. If I would have known it was the last time. But what did she do? Because of that last time, she lived a life of complete positivity, of complete happiness, of completely having no drama. Do you understand what it means? I'm going to go deep into this because this has a lot to do with what suffering is. Do you understand what it means to live a life of no drama? Life of no drama with people. Could you imagine this lady's life? Let's ascribe, let's understand on a deeper level. This is the, let's understand what does it mean that she lived a whole entire life never saying anything negative to anybody because she always remembered that the last thing she said to her brother was something negative. Because she always imagined that every person she ever saw was the last time she was going to see them. Now, is it imperative? Is it important to look at every person and see them as if it's the last time you're ever going to see them? Of course it is, in some sense. Because the quality, remember what we said, this quantity and quality, the quality of your relationship is entirely different. If everything you do matters, then the quality of your life is different. Everything this lady did, every moment in her life, every reaction with somebody was measured, was so, she was so present, she was so dear. So let's say somebody, let's say you live like that, that somebody does something wrong to you. They do something wrong to you, they humiliate you. Now you hold on to an image of this person. And you live with that image, in the mental image in your mind. Person humiliates you. That moment in time that they humiliated you is incomparable to who they are and to your whole life with them. But you hold on to this negative image of the person. The person did this to you, you hold on to it. And that robs you of your life with their life. Your interaction with their interaction. The moment in time that you were humiliated has nothing to do with them and with you. It's just a moment in time. But if you hold on to that, that's called drama. That's called life drama. That's, called, that's robbing you of the relationship with you and them. We talk about going deep into the now. What does it mean going deep into the now? The Altareb is going to explain in this paddock, and that's why we need this Hagdama, is to understand... Why, why should I go deep into it? Why should I live now? Why should I live with every fiber of my being now to the best of my ability? Says the Alter Rebbe because the Abish is creating something from nothing only now. Whatever was in the past was the past. Whatever is going to be in the future, if there's such a thing as a future, it's going to be the future. 
Why does it not concern you? Because Hashem is creating the world from nothing to something this moment. Why does that matter to you? It matters to you very simple. Because if somebody, if your child did something wrong, negativity, and it triggered you because you're human, and now 15 minutes go by, The suffering of humanity wants to keep you to hold on to that image of him. A bad child. There's no such thing as a bad child. A child does something bad. But you hold on to this image of the child. And you stop meeting him. You stop meeting your own child. The life force, your own child. You stop meeting your child, and now you have an image of your child. Wow, he threw down this thing. He said this terrible thing. And you say, go to your spouse. You tell them, could did you imagine what the kid did? Could you imagine this type of chutzpah? What are we going to do with this child? Let's lock him in the room. Let's punish him. But if it was the last day on earth, how would you meet your child when they throw something down? The drama would be stripped away. The image of the child would disappear. And all there would be is the you and the child. And any negativity would be you wouldn't hear the negativity because you and the child is fully alive. So you understand the story about your bad child that your image created is a story of the past. Because who your child is, meeting your child now, at this moment, has nothing to do with what they did in the past. So the past is suffering. This, the idea of the past is suffering. The idea of a future is suffering. The essence of all suffering is not being now, in the present moment. And if you know today is your last day, how do you look at your child? You don't see any negativity. This lady who said that if she would have realized that the last day she was going to see her brother, she would have never screamed at him about those petty slippers. She would have never suffered. She would have been fully alive. But the rest of her life, she lived with every person. She met them who they were. She never saw the story of their life. She never saw the drama. She never held on to anything negative because comp negative compared to positive. Drama compared to life. Drama is a, is a negative that we hold on to. It's a, it's a story. It's a mental image. Can the image of anything describe the life that we have? Can an image of something the life that we have, the beauty of life itself, your heart pumping, your living life itself, this moment. You have your own child in front of you. If a person thought that their child was going to pass away, but they don't think about that. But if you did think about that, if you thought you were going to pass away, your last day on earth, how would you, what vibrancy, what quality, what type of sensitivity would you have? Would there be any suffering at all? Would a person experience any suffering? It's so important to go deep into this before we begin this paddock of time. Would there be any suffering at all if a person thought that today was his last day? We think that thinking about this is, is, is suffering. We say we misunderstood the entire essence of chassidus when we say this. Don't talk about... This country especially covers up death in an entirely unbelievable way. It's one of the clippers. They don't let you see dead people. Never let you see dead people. 
Even the hospital, they cover them up. Even Lahavdu by the Goyim, they cover up the dead. They don't want to ever let you see dead people. They don't want to ever let you see death. But the Alter Rebbe says in the Kutitayim many times, that if you're not going to know what death is, you're never going to know what life is. Nasati means you have to discover what is death. It's a real thing. It doesn't matter if they don't teach in yeshiva. It doesn't matter if, if, if people never discovered it. It's a real fact. He says, look at two people. One is a body. One is alive and one is dead. You will always choose the live person over the dead person. Why? Because the live person has a neshama. Means to say that you always choose the neshama of something over the body of it. Meaning the body of every single thing is its own death. Your body is your death. Somebody else's body is the death. Because the body is always decayed. And he says if you're not going to meditate on this, on the transient nature, if you're not going to meditate on the temporal nature of life, you're never going to know how it's so temporary. You're never going to know what life is. If you're not going to meditate on what death is, you will never know what life is. And that's why if you meet your child, your spouse, your community member, if you meet every person the way they are right now, as if it's the day of their death, you will never hold on to some petty story from the past, to some illusion of something that they did. Because it's incomparable. The life of who you're meeting in front of you is incomparable to some little negative thing that they did. But only if there's a contrast of life and death in front of your eyes, are you fully alive and fully present with it. If you fully recognize that today is your last day, you will be fully alive. You will hug your child with a different vibrance. You will feel them with a different vibrance. You will understand them. Even if it's not your child. Even if it's somebody you cannot, you don't like. But if you knew it was their last day, whatever you heard them say would have an entirely different meaning. Because you would meet them in the now. You would meet them now. You wouldn't meet their story. You would meet them now. You would see them for who they are. So to understand this concept, to understand this concept of being totally in the present, being totally fully alive, fully living the quality of this moment right now, it's extremely important to understand what this means before we can have a full understanding of what means suffering. Because a person... A person has to recognize that most of life, most of suffering comes from an illusion of what is really going on in this world right at this moment. Because the only thing that there is in this moment is me and my life. 
Everything else is an illusion. Meaning all the past is an illusion because it's not here, it's not right now. It's not pumping now, it's an illusion, it's a man-made fiction. Everything in the future is a man-made future. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a man... My heart's not pumping in the future. My heart's only pumping now. The future is not going to be better because there's no so, such a thing as future. Because right now, there's no future. You cannot get there as fast as you run. So the only thing that you have is right now. But if right now you're going to live with a drama, somebody humiliated you, and you walk into shul and you see that person. So I cannot believe that he did that to me. Remember what he did to me? Then you go over to your friend. You say, you remember this thing? What was he thinking then when he humiliated me? And the other guy says, I cannot believe it. Did you ever, did you, did you go over to him? Did you ask him? What was he thinking? And then you say, I don't know. And then the third guy gets involved in the conversation. And now the third person is saying, I think you have to confront him and ask him what he was thinking. What are you doing right now? You're taking a life drama, a story of the past, which is incomparable to who this person is. And you're making that your life. That is suffering. What is suffering? You're suffering what you're experiencing right now? What problem do you have right now? Or is suffering the problem that you make in your mind, the story that your ego is telling you? And would you have this suffering if today was your last day on earth? Would you even think about talking about this? Because a lot of people ask me, they're fascinated by this idea of the now, understanding what it means that the world's being created from something to nothing every moment. They want to understand what does it mean, how do you live like this? And there's no other way to explain it other than thinking about if it's your last day on earth. Because the deeper you think about this, the more alive you'll be. And this is what Chazal said, and the Talmudim said, do we know to return on the day of your death? And, and they asked Chazal, what do you mean? The Gemara, Mesech Shabbos says, they said, what do you mean to return? Does a person know when he's going to die? And he said, therefore a person should live his whole entire life in tshuva. Because Shloim HaMelech said, always wear white clothing and keep your, your head anointed with oil, which we'll go deeper into tomorrow, explain what this means. But what Chazal was saying was, live life, you don't know what's going to be tomorrow. So live today like it's your last day. What does it mean, live the, like today's the, if today is your last day, you'll meet everything the way it is. There'll be no story at all. Story is the creation of all suffering. There'll be no wanting at all. There'll be no hopes at all. No becoming. There'll be fully now. The full you and the person. The full you will take the whole person and you will be completely sensitive. You will hear every pin drop. You will hear everything. And in a certain sense, people who suffer, nobody should ever have to suffer. But any form of suffering is an awakening. It's a deep awakening. Most people that live like this, like that woman, she suffered terrible. Her brother died in the Holocaust and she suffered terrible because she spoke to her brother. The last conversation she had with her brother was a negative one. But for her, Yom Kippur, she lived with that her whole life. Yom Kippur changed her. It changed her. 
She always met every person she ever met for the rest of her life. She met them as a person and not as a story. She never suffered again. You understand? One drop of suffering was terrible suffering. Nobody should ever have to go through it. But it woke her up to be an Adam Lechaveh. She met every person her whole entire life as the person in front of her and not as some story, not as some fiction. A person's life is incomparable to one little ounce of negativity, one little thing. One little thing. Do you judge your own life by one silly thing that we say? We say silly things all the time. But we only do it, we only suffer like that. Because we don't know what it means to live. And if we don't go deep into what means life, we'll never know what means the opposite of life, death. And if we don't go deep into suffering, we'll never know what it means to not suffer, to the opposite of suffering. And this is the essence of this parak. The essence of this parak is to go deep into what is life? What is going to give me a happy life? And if I don't suffer like this, if I cannot see this, then maybe I'm going to suffer my whole life. And why is it that many people have everything? But they suffer, they're petty, they're drama. The whole entire life is one big drama. Their relationships with their spouses, their relationships with people all around them, they're always in a bad mood, but they have everything. Because maybe, but maybe we're looking at everything in life backwards. Maybe we're not living life as if today is my last day. And maybe if I live my life that today is my last day, maybe that is the only way to live. Not that that's a scary way of living. Maybe everything else is scary and everything else is suffering. And this is the essence, the depth of what the Altareb is trying to say. That to live with every single day as if today is your last day. And then you're fully alive, you're fully attentive, you're fully aware of everything. And whatever you do matters. Because there's no hope for tomorrow. There's the true recognition that the only thing you ever have is today. The only moment you ever have is today. In the Met Hashem tomorrow, when you go deeper into this idea, what the Chazal say, that this, the essence of all of life is to be fully present in, in a way that you're, in, to, to be fully present today in a way that the quality of your day is different. The meaning of your day is different. And the only way you could get to a meaningful day, to, meet, to live with the now, the only way that you could get to a space where you're fully present is if you realize that there, there cannot be another tomorrow in your mind. There cannot be another a carryover. You're not carrying over. You can't carry over what your child did, the negativity. You have to meet him right now because all there is is now. And if there's any negativity, you must drop it instantly like hot coals. And anything that's positive in your child, that is a glimpse of who your child really is and who you really are. And therefore, you have to try to meet that and bring that out because that's life. And anything negative is suffering. Anything negative is, is death. And you must drop it instantly. And you must drop it like hot coals. And we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow.